Hello and happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to episode 375 of the IGN UK podcast. I'm Roy Powers, your host for today, and I'm joined by, to my left... Alicia Judge. And to my right... Dale Driver. First off, guys, where's the green? I know. What's going on here? You're not wearing green either. You were wearing a Welsh hoodie this morning. If anyone, oh. <laughs> that's not green. We established this in the morning that's, meeting. That is not green. So I, I, I came into work this morning wearing a green-ish hoodie that is now on my lap. And it has a bit of a story behind it. Right okay. before we went in to do this podcast, I spilt a, an ungodly amount of water on my crotchal region. <laughs> an insane <laughs> amount of water on my crotch region, which I'm now using as kind of like a concealing blanket. This explains so much. Yeah, it was really bad as well because, I mean, it was straight up like a half bottle of water before I realized that it was oh seeping God. onto my lap. Was it actual water though? Because you've got really weird I've purple got liquid. Here in a, in a, in a was bottle. it like when we went to see Suicide Squad and you got one of those beards with a valve on the bottom? <laughs> and pushed it. Yeah, <laughs> pushed was, it. Well, look, I'll let you be the judge. Like that's, oh my God. that's oh my pretty God, bad. Why are we doing visual jokes? <laughs> We need to stop doing visual jokes on this audio-only podcast. But I thought, I thought, look, the next thing I'm doing is the podcast, so at least I can just slink away into yeah. the studio. Yeah. By the time the hour's up, it'll be dry. It'll be dry. Nope, I hadn't printed off my feedback and my quiz for today. <laughs> so I had to, I had to straight 90 style tie my hoodie oh my around God. my waist and walk through the entirety of the office like a freaking 12-year-old. Like, no, that's fine, because the 90s are totally back in fashion now. Apparently at Urban Outfitters, they now have, remember those poppers? The I popper hate that shop. Bottoms? You're going to say they have yeah. like pogs or something. Pogs. They They're probably back. will have pogs. Pog. Popper tracksuits are back. Pogs will definitely popper be coming Popper tracksuits. Oh my yeah. God, I remember them. Well, I used I to wear them. them. Oh my God, they're embarrassing. Good Lord. Well, we've got a great podcast lined up for you today. We've great got quizzes. we got a ton of amazing stuff, but we're going to start on kind of a controversial note because I know some of us feel quite strongly about it. Ooh. There's rumors, quite strong rumors, that they're going to be creating more Matrix movies. Yeah. Now, I think I am one of the unique people that enjoys all three of the Matrix movies. Oh, That's a definitely unique point of view. The, the first, uh, the the first Matrix movie was the first ever. I think, like, not R-rated movie because it's a fifteen. Yeah. But it was the first movie that I saw that I wasn't old enough to see. My dad let me watch it. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Okay. So I've always had like a really strong connection with it because I was like, this is cool. This yeah. is so badass. So even in the third one, when they're just talking crap nonstop, <laughs> I'm like, robots are fighting. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. still getting excited about that. Um, so I actually enjoy all three of them. And I don't want them to go anywhere near this franchise. Stay away from it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's an interesting one because they aren't saying that they're going to remake the first one, which I think a lot of people are getting really up in arms about because they're like, why do you need to go back and do a direct remake? But that's not necessarily what they're saying. What I read was that they're taking that world and basically doing a kind of spin The real off. world or the Matrix world? We got to we gotta, <laughs> nah, gotta get rid of this. Are we in blue pill or are we red pill yeah. right now? <laughs> so they're doing a spin-off. Yeah, so it's no, not... It's, it they said they wanted like a similar treatment to Disney Star Wars. So like... Yeah, within that... Spreading out the universe. universe okay. Creating universe. So it's not necessarily going oh, to sh- have... Fuck off. You know, someone else playing Neo or... Wait, so it's going to be like The Force Awakens? Yeah. Yeah. As in, like, they continue the world. Yeah. I was put, but saying that, The Force Awakens is still, like, connected quite heavily. I mean, Luke but Skywalker. what are you... Yeah, like... But if you, if you think about it, there was a lot 
of unanswered questions, even throughout the trilogy. You know, no. the actual... <laughs> There's no unanswered questions no. in The Matrix. I, have, I, totally, I totally have questions about... If you city. don't know the answers, Lizzie, no. you're just not woke enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not. One of the biggest problems with The Matrix sequels is they answer too many questions. Yes, I, I that agree That whole with scene that. with the architect, I kind of like it, but it's basically... Here is everything, a bit of information you need to know, and I'm going to tell it you for five minutes. It's boring to watch. Exposition. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That would have been a fancier, snappier word to say to describe what I just said. But yeah, that is a big complaint. So, do you not think that what what is uh, unexplained more, for you? It, it's oh. more for me about uh, not necessarily what the Matrix is, but I guess the world outside it. Um, but don't you like that ambiguity? Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I can see why they're deciding that. Why don't we make a film within that universe? I, I mean, I, I. What are you like? I just don't know. <laughs> no, what I mean, you could, are they going to have like young Morpheus where he's like a yeah. badass, like freaking. But what's he doing? Punch? He's like, exactly. he spent his whole life waiting for the one. So you just see a bit of time beforehand where he's fighting some agents. But what do you really see? I want to see a spin off with the Oracle when she's addicted to gambling. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like getting all the bets right. She, it's like the Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. She's like snorting cookies. <laughs> Couldn't do that though because of the Oracle. Like the, the actress I can't. I can't remember her name who played her in the first one. She died, didn't she? And they had yeah, to replace her with did. another one. Yeah. yeah, she did. They had to replace her. Maybe no, she could be like Doctor Who and they could use another version. I was going to say, she didn't see that coming. Changing. She basically is. I'm very much playing devil's advocate here because actually I'm not, when I heard the news, I wasn't super pumped yeah. for the idea of it. Yeah. I can just see why a studio has turned around and said, cool, let's reboot this franchise all these years later because they feel like there's more material there to work with. But I feel like there's more Money the there. Reason. They feel like there's more money. Yeah, there's it's nothing. Money, yeah. It's money, money. There's a, it's there's a dead horse on the floor <laughs> and they're <laughs> it with a little stick. It's what franchise like. do people like and we can can we reboot it? Yeah, I'm money? absolutely yeah. sure. I'm absolutely sure that that is a massive part of it. But yeah. also there is a world there to build more yeah. stuff around. I, I'd, I'd be happy if they just completely rebooted it and wrote a different version of that story, like use new characters and kept the idea of the Matrix, but built everything else differently yeah. around it. Like tried something new. I know what you mean. I think the thing that made the Matrix so brilliant and such an iconic installment in cinema is because it was absolutely revolutionary for the time. Like we never had a story like that before. The idea of like slow-mo bullet time, like I'd never seen that before. It's now in like so many action movies. It was in Shrek, God damn it. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much that's been spawned from the Matrix that it doesn't feel new anymore. And that was my issue I think with the sequels, with two and three, it didn't have that shine of the first one where you right. sat there and went, God, this is incredible. And now all these years this later. This is where we will disagree, yeah. Alicia. <laughs> There's gonna be some contrasting opinions, I believe. Because I, to the to the death, will defend the second Matrix film. Okay, that's fair. I yes. have been on record claiming yeah. that it is as good as the first. <gasps> Wow. Which, which Dale once beat me up in an alley. <laughs> I, um, I wa funny enough, I watched the two sequels not long ago last week because. Well, we were in the office last week. We were messing around with a, a Matrix joke, maybe a video. It didn't work out, but the Matrix is in my mind, basically. Mm. And I had Monday off work because I was feeling the effects of a stag do weekend. <laughs> so I was flicking through Sky, and I saw them on there. So I just decided to watch the second one, and then that just sort of rolled into the third one, and. Although I don't think what Rory says is true about it being as equal to the first one, I think the second one has merit still. I don't it's think a it's, fun movie. I don't think it's bad at all. I think it has some really cool action scenes. It yeah. has some 
ropey as fuck CGI, but you know, it is a very old, what time, is it, 14 for years the time, old now? It was cutting like edge. And also, I'd like to point out that uh, the Matrix games, including the second and third one, spawned some incredible video games. Oh, Enter the, was Enter it Enter the, the Matrix, Matrix and that the Path of right. Neo. Very weird, Never but still them. fun. Path of Neo, that was the one I remember where you had to do crazy like claw maneuvers with your hands to actually operate it. Maybe you did, what? mate. The not me. <laughs> not all spider fingers powers. <laughs> I just remember the button, button configuration being bizarre. I don't want to call you out, Dale, but maybe you're just not the one. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the second one, anytime I think back to The Matrix, I if I think of iconic scenes, I know people think of the lean back, yeah. dodging bullets in slow-mo. Yeah. I think limbo. of the highway chase in two. Yeah. I think of the burly brawl in two. I think about that fight in the Frenchman. Wait, what's the burly brawl? Is that him versus all Him versus Smiths? all those clones. Yeah, okay. Which? Yeah. Which, that is a 50-50 <laughs> fight. Because the parts that are in real uh, real life, like they look great and it is really cool. And as soon as it cuts the CGI, it's jarring as hell. But like we said before, dated CGI, it's, it's hard yeah. to sort of measure it by that. Ooh, also, I really like the idea and the theme of... Uh, Agent Smith, because he's kind of established in the first one that he's different from the other yeah. uh, agents. But then this idea of him finding a way to like replicate himself until he just has control over everything—that's right, yeah. so cool. I think the, I, I, that's such a cool idea. There's the fight scene in the Merovingian's castle as well, yeah. which is a really, really cool fight scene. And that is all like obviously there's limited CGI in that, but it's all real life actors as well, and that stands up, I believe, as well. So it definitely, I think the second one has redeemable qualities. The third one is big pile of shit let me tell you that right yeah. now. It's, there's nothing interesting that happens in that well, there's like, if you're gonna make a, a trilogy a good thing to do is have your main character in the first half of the movie like have, yeah, yeah. have him stuck in a fucking train station it's, like for for ages that bit is ridiculous his acting got progressively worse <laughs> as well like in the third I know they shot the second and third back to back I feel like by the time they were shooting the third one he just couldn't be bothered he's anymore knackered. Oh, he's knackered <laughs> I've been like, fighting for years now. I love Keanu Reeves I love Bill Ted I love John Wick I love some, Point Break some of his good stuff but I don't think Neo was the pinnacle of his acting ability, to be honest. And it's hard, though, because he's a very specific type of character. He is that kind of, I don't know, like monotonous kind of yeah, boring but character. Just, I know the, that's the, a bit the, the of... The bit that is, like, sticks in my mind for that is the bit where he wakes up after like having the powers of Kung Fu put into his <laughs> mind. Yeah. And like he just kind of goes, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like... Monetary. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love like, to see the hard cut to the director's face just being like, what have we done? What have we done? Yeah. He didn't react at all. <laughs> Great job, Keanu. Um, maybe this time we'll go one more time, but think more a bit like, you know, you I just had, you yeah. had a needle jammed in the back of your head. Uh, you're in this, you know, this new world you've never even seen before. First time you've used your eyes. That's yeah. a big thing. Uh, you want to you wanna run that one again? You just go, I, I whoa, know. kung fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's lunch. That's lunch, everyone. <laughs> Back in five. Yeah. I oh got But I actually like it. I think it gives a lot of character uh, to the film. It's a very iconic film, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone's very cool yeah. in it. Oh, they really are. Ironically, Even that look has not aged well. The Morpheus sunglasses that don't have sides to them. Yeah. They that's, just balance on his nose. It's constantly like, yeah, you're missing the Anti-gravity sunglasses. You're missing the, the cuts where he's having to like push them up every yeah, five exactly. seconds to keep them balanced. Perfect. What a, so cool. Jesus. I think like, I think every school had the, that one kid that would wear a leather trench coat and oh, yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. It was just like a requirement for every school. Yeah. You know, if you moved to a school and they didn't have one, you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. I went now on, I gotta do it. Yeah. I gotta do it till a new kid joins. I went on a stag do once a few years ago and it was there's like 15 guys and 14 of us were 
jeans, t-shirts, <laughs> shirts, and one of the one of the guys was a full leather black trench coat, <laughs> leather trousers, and one of the guys had to go up to, let him go to go, Joe, mate, like you're, you're helping us stand out a little bit. <laughs> Maybe conform just today, just today. It's <laughs> like, no man, you can't put me in a box. <laughs> where, where were you on the stage? You Newcastle, so oh, okay. don't, they that's don't take too, too well to them kinds of men. <laughs> I don't know, that's just pure speculation. But Bunch of agents. It was, just, there, huh? it was just so funny how the, all of us walking there, all of us like, you know, just looking like a normal dude down the pub and then Joe was on then the end dressed Neo up like Neo. Packed, <laughs> <laughs> stacked guy, with like. guns from head yeah. to toe, just like ready for anything to happen. <laughs> we were thinking just a quiet pint actually, <laughs> but... Uh... Uh, so I guess like in conclusion mm. I this is the problem I stand no I don't want any more mm-hmm. but if a new movie Matrix movie does come out and it's good then I'm going to love it and I'm going to want I'm, way more of them I'm open to them doing something new I think if they take the idea of the, wor- the world we live in and we live in the digital world of the Matrix and then yeah. there's a real world out there I think that's a good enough idea to build a new story around yeah hmm. that's a really good point whether they do that or not who knows they'll yeah. probably end up just well it's not the it's Beauty and the Beast in it as far as I know it's not the brilliant what are they called the Wykowski brothers Wykowski, well, Wykowski. Wykowski sisters now Yes. We'll talk about true. that after the podcast. Yeah, it's true. We'll they we'll they both got sex they changes? They both had sex changes, yeah. What? I know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the odds of that are incredible, aren't they? My God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm. All right. Well, that's a whole yeah. other <laughs> point of conversation. I don't think we have time for that today. <laughs> Dude, that's its own standalone episode. Yeah. Um, quick update. My crotch is still soaking wet. And now my hoodie's wet as well. So oh, God. I've really... Spreading. Really Mess this one up. Oh my God. Uh, Alicia, you've been yeah. playing a lot of mm. Zero Horizon Dawn. Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah. It's one no, of those. No, I have. And, uh, well, it got me thinking, because uh, when you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn, you can pick up ancient debris. And the ancient debris is stuff from our world, because obviously it's a post-post-apocalyptic Starbucks story. cups, yeah. iPhones. <laughs> yeah, exactly Seriously, like that. Seriously, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not far off. No, you oh, really are. Watches and uh, what do they call them? Ancient vessels. Ancient vessels. So which coffee are mug. A coffee mug. <laughs> yeah. So, that's but that's good. so. This is exactly the thing that I got thinking about because uh, I found a stash and there was something called an ancient toothpick and I looked at it in my inventory and it has this description: ancient toothpick. The ancient ones use this because we're referred to as the ancient ones. Yeah. Use this that's back nice. in the day. And the actual picture of what the object is, is a corkscrew, like a wine corkscrew. And it's just so brilliant because that's, what that does is it explains in a way that no bit of dialogue or like cutscene or traditional video games writing exposition could have done exactly what Aloy and these characters think of who we are and what this, it provides a real sense of colour of this society and what they know of the old society, aka ours. And it like, I just think that a lot of games writing nowadays, when, when we think of games writing, you don't realize actually how it works. It's often so much of an afterthought in games development. A games writer will be brought on, you know, months, sometimes years after the game developers have gone in and put the building blocks. So if game developers create the bricks, writing kind of becomes the mortar that's pasted on to kind of provide Mm. some sort of journey between one gameplay massive bombastic moment to the next and like that's so different to 
if you're writing a book or if you're writing a screenplay for TV or cinema, the story is everything. It's central. Yeah. Whereas, like, video games is the only industry I can think of where writing has such a unique... I think, I think a lot of that is because it's such um, a visual medium. And obviously, movies and TV are a visual medium as well. But, like, for a good example, when they were creating Bioshock, mm. the first things that they came came up with was that they wanted to build an underwater city. They wanted a game based yeah. on underwater city. And then they write the story to suit that. They, they, yeah. they know what they want the player's environment to be. And then they make the story work around that. So I think that's largely why but then there's some games obviously that are, are story first as well yeah. yeah I think we're getting better at it as we move on yeah. as people realize the story is becoming more important in mm-hmm. games a good example is like one that you talked about is in Job Simulator the VR game yes so obviously that's yeah. a story in Job Simulator oh my god yeah. deep lore I need to deep play this lore. game I really do want to play this it's game. really good so it's not just like pick a job to simulate from a menu yeah. you're basically it's in the future where uh, like the only species you can see are these like giant floating computer monitors, right. and they're like it's like a museum, and they're like we could, we can simulate what it was like to work as a human back in the human days. Um, so you kind of go back and you do work these jobs, but everything's a bit weird, right. you know. So at one point you're given a, a CD to burn, like you need to burn a, a song onto it, so okay. you can like play a mixtape for this like people like loving. I see where this is going. So I like put it in the CD player, and they're like, no, no, burn the CD, put it in the toaster. I was like, what? So you have to put the CD in the toaster, and then of course because that's how they thought it happened. Yeah. When the CD like pops out, it's now got a new song on it, that's and you like put awesome. it. In. So it's like weird things yeah. like that. It's really it's just really how cool. they've interpreted. Yeah. Like, like human life before just by reading like information yeah guess, exactly yeah. it's That's so amazing. good yeah i think um uh valve as well are insanely good at writing when it comes to video games like yeah. portal like the portal writings yeah. in one and two and half-life and stuff like those games it was the first time i ever played a game where like i had dialogue being delivered to me by these cgi characters mm. and i just thought it was incredible it was like watching a movie it was amazing yeah it's insane because like I think what Valve do really well is create that sense of a, of a rich world through writing. And they don't do fucking trilogies well, I'll tell you that much for free. Jesus. <laughs> but like, that, there is such, that, that is such a unique role that video games writing plays because you're not only crafting just a general story like you would in a film, you're also thinking about like NPC dialogue inventory text where when you pick things up really subtle cues so that like uh if you're walking into a room and you know there's a secret door there you know how does the player know that well the writing has to tell them that subtly and help them in the gameplay mechanics so maybe there's uh someone in the alleyway just by that thing and you know you hear an an npc say oh there's a oh i uh i sure hope he doesn't find the old secret door how do you write that how do you script it or you know are they going to pick up something or a scroll and so suddenly you're having to think not just of like a clear story arc but what is this world who are the people who inhabit it what's the i don't know like i I mean it's insane it's such a mammoth undertaking for someone who's brought on so late into games development right like i just yeah completely especially with games like uh we got mass effect andromeda coming out on tuesday Mm. yes tuesday 21st yeah and like all of a sudden this week there's been all these like videos come out of like kind of like ranky lanky dialogue and ranky i don't know not ranky <laughs> lanky lanky dialogue janky yeah <laughs> jesus there's so many ones and i said the one that isn't actually a word um 
uh, yeah, janky dialogue and kind of weird animations. And I guess that's something you have to think about if you're yeah. playing a game where it has optional dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. Absolutely. Good well, think about lord. that. If you're a writer that's brought I can't on, even write an email. Like, I don't <laughs> want to. I can't even say the you sentence. Can't even say the word janky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, if, you, if you're a writer brought on uh, nine months into development for a space pirate game, right? Oh, that sounds fantastic. When's that coming out? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds great. Like, and you have an idea and you're like, okay, I know where this is going. You know, they want them to go to a planet and find X, Y, Z because there's a massive pot of space gold at the other end. But actually, then the developers turn around and they're like, well, uh, actually, we really want to introduce a morality binary. So I find your developer voice offensive, by the way. I think that's a derogatory interpretation of the developer. I would love to touch a woman for once. Um. Okay, fine. We would like to include a morality binary. Yeah. That's, that's much um, better. Thank you. That was the matter slightly more deep. Well, think about like... Could uh, be a woman though, Alicia. Oh it could have been a God. woman. Then think about that. <laughs> think Sexist. about like the Telltale games as well. Like how many like branching dialogues yeah. they have. Like the the idea of writing something like that sounds insane. The, the, the written version of that is like those old Goosebumps books where you could choose what ending yeah, you wanted. to page so you have to, 56. Yeah. 56. Yeah. Yeah. You have to write like every, yeah. every single well, one. We, we call them tree games where yeah. like Dragon Age Origins where that had like like six different beginnings, let alone yeah. endings. Oh my God. And then you had like the morality choices through that. And like, just, I mean, I, I think the writing on that took years. It was insane. And what? So Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins. Uh, was, yeah. And like, then obviously Mass Effect came and yeah. they've gone down that road. Those sort of games freak me out. It was like multiple <laughs> ending ones because I always feel like I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm like, I, I don't enjoy this. It's your choice to make that. Because even, even Breath of the Wild, I'm like, it's got quite minimal direction compared to other Zelda games. Mm. Yeah. And I'm doing it fine and I'm getting all the story, but I'm kind of like, is this right? Should right. I be here yet? Or should I be, mm. do this thing first? You know, it's like- You want someone to guide you. I, I guess with a game like Zelda, which narratively is very important to me, then I yeah. do yeah. care about it. But I guess if it's like Skyrim and stuff, I'm just like, yeah. should I do that? Or should I go all the way over yeah. here and kill a tiger? Can I tell you about a game that does not have good dialogue that I'm playing at the moment? Yeah. Yes. And that is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh. Now, it's funny enough, you, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this yesterday. And last night, I was, I'm playing Wildlands at the moment. I'm, <coughs> it's okay. Like, I don't know that I'm enjoying it that much, to be honest. But I noticed one line of dialogue, which was particularly abysmal. Oh, God. So I decided to write it down on my phone because it was making me laugh so much. <laughs> and I thought it'd be good. Right. So... Context, uh, there's a mission where you have to steal, it's like a Lamborghini, someone's car. Uh, I don't know why he's stealing it. That's that's another example of the bad <laughs> writing in this game. I'm just sort of, whatever, I'm just doing what it told me. But once you stole the car, you're driving off on it, and then he goes on his headset to talk to, like, I don't know, his commanding officer or base yeah. or something. And he says these words, I checked the glove box, there's a bloody condom. No, wait, two bloody condoms. Either way, it's a sweet fucking ride. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, there's so much to unpack from that yeah. sentence. I don't even know where to I'm begin. sorry, I thought you were going to say it was bad dialogue. That sounds amazing. He said that, and then the woman just like accepted it and then just carried on driving, and that was it. Oh, so, right, so are we... Is this like... Is he like Cockney? There were two bloody condoms. No, 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 it's American. bloody... Oh, Jesus, no, no one went no. to there. He's saying... Good Lord. I believe he's saying bloody, as in there is blood in this condom. Oh, what? In or on? Because he could have been having this sex with This is an early mission in the game, so I suggest everyone goes in and plays it. I don't know. I don't know the details. I don't what know the law. Menstruating I don't know things. the condom law, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the backstory. All I know is that he observed two bloody condoms in a glove box. 
but it's still a fucking sweet ride. So, like when me, me and I went <laughs> to uh, play the game, we actually had like a decent amount of fun playing the multiplayer because like multiplayer yeah. sandbox games are always yeah. going to be fun regardless. Um, but the, the main characters swear a lot. Oh yeah, when you like when you get like hit by cars or shot, but they don't just go for like ah shit. They'd be like. Cock holster. Yeah, like, like they just like, really you fuck stick. Yeah, fuck <laughs> stick you just like it just kind of takes you out of it. They like, swear yeah. a lot. It's so much because it's like four bros, aren't they? They're four oh, dudes, yeah. and just every four time brothers. They're, they're in a vehicle together, like random dialogue, like incidental dialogue will just kick in, and they'll just start talking about like the broiest. It's like crap it's like X-rated Final Fantasy <laughs> driving around the car <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So I banged her with my bloody con. <laughs> in so my random. we had a sweet ride. It was very weird. Are you enjoying Ghost Recon? It's okay. I'm I'm playing it single player though, so I feel like I need to play it with other people to really get the most out of it. Mm. But single player, like the AI is. They're really good. They don't miss a shot. They if I come really to fire, good. they just destroy everybody. And like, oh. I didn't even get a chance to kill anyone. But I mean, overall, it's fun. I think it'd be really fun if we played it as a group of four, though. Yeah. That's where I think mm. the game is shines, probably. I, I just haven't experienced it like that. Because Ghost Recon Wildlands has the idea of doing missions in different ways, don't they? So you can stealth in. Is it that one? Or am I yeah, I, I do it the same like way every time. Is like it's like, it's very one. much like Phantom Pain as well. Like, I find myself attempting stealth, then something goes wrong, and then it's yeah. all guns blazing, and that's me every single mission, so. I'm yeah. awful with stuff like that. As soon yeah. as my stealth goes wrong, I throw a hissy fit and always load back yeah. to the beginning, because oh, I really? just want to do it perfectly and stuff, and it ruins games this for me. This is not a game Your I'm gonna ever reload. Your stealth can't go wrong if you don't go stealth. Uh. <laughs> all guns blazing well, powers as well. <laughs> Well, we would love to play multiplayer with you, Dale. We're all a little bit preoccupied <laughs> with our Nintendo Switches. Ah, yes. That's the new right. hot handheld slash console on the market. <laughs> so I, I, I've been playing this uh, hot handheld right now. It's called the PlayStation Vita. Boo. So, How retro. Yeah, so I couldn't afford a Switch. Well, I, would, I want to buy a Switch, but I'm waiting for Mario mainly because I'm not a Zelda guy. Boo. So while well, I saw all you guys coming in every day with your switches, even like Joe, who's he's not part of our editorial team, but he's another guy who sits near us. He coming oh, in with Joe his, Beard. Yeah, he's coming in showing off his switch, and I'm just like, right. it's like we've all had children at the same time. Yeah, and we basically. all want to come in and be like, oh, like have you seen yours? Have you? Oh, that one's so cute. And I felt left out, so I thought, all right, that's it. I'm dusting off this VR and seeing what I can play. At and it. then you're the one that brings like <laughs> their dog into the office. Yeah. And like, ah, what about this? But, you having this? <clears throat> Free this month on PlayStation Plus is a game called Severed. Have you heard of Severed? No, I don't think so. So, have you heard of Guacamole? Yes. Gua Guacamole is good. I love that pun. So, it's a really good game. You should totally play it. Like, it was free on PS Plus for a while. I don't know if it's Can free Can I anymore. guess what it's about by the title? Go for it. Is it a load of avocados? No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> is so, a load of avocado bros oh, riding yeah. around in a van together closer but oh, no, no. Well, no, so he's uh, a Mexican wrestler who is, it's like a 2D Metroidvania game where he's um, go for it. I can't even remember the story I think he dies at the start and then you can flip it's a long time since I've played it and you can flip between worlds and like that's the gimmick of the game like flip between worlds it changes the environment and you can get by puzzles that way and he develops like new wrestling moves and I think he's trying to get his kidnapped wife or girlfriend but it's it like your dream game it's so good like he should, <laughs> anyway I'm not even talking about Guacamole but Guacamole is a really good game anyway this is made by a company called Drink, Drinkbox Studios 
and they're the guys that made Severed as well. And oh. as soon as you boot up Severed, you know it's made by the same team, mainly because it says Drinkbox Studios at the start. <laughs> <laughs> also, also because visually it's almost identical. Like the art style is very distinctive, and it looks exactly like it. And what, so what, what is the art style like? Oh God, how do I describe it? It's like very blocky, but very vibrant and colourful. Almost like think of like Day of the Dead sort of oh, wow. visual, cool. of, like that sort of style. And uh, Severed has that, but Severed is more technically it's a first person game. Mm. But you're you're moving from room to room, like it's a dungeon crawler as well, which is the main thing of it. Oh. But it's a dungeon crawler meets Fruit Ninja. As well. What? So it, oh, what is happening? It sounds rubbish, right? <laughs> and it, I promise you, it's not. So, um, so the main, uh, the main way you attack is by swiping the screen, right? Right. So it's a woman with a sword. You've got to swipe the screen and attack these bosses. But each new boss that you meet, or new like just enemy that you meet, they have different ways, like different types of tactics that you have to take them down. Some of them you have to like break their shield down first before you swipe at them. Some of them you have to um, wait for the right moment for them to like open their jaw so you can swipe at the device that's inside them. And it gets, there's probably like 20 different variations of this. And then there's, as you progress in the game, there's times where like there'll be four of them at once and you've got to cycle around, like spin your head around, like attack one, another one's building up his attack, block him, turn around, attack another, another one's building up his block as well and you've got to like juggle all these fights. You're going to look like a maniac on the tube playing. Yeah. Like, so here's a story. I was on the train playing this game and I'm left-handed so I'm swiping with my left hand like mad and there's a guy sitting to the next to me and he physically went, like, this is not very good on an audio podcast, but he physically like shuffled his body away from me. Oh. And at that point I realised I was probably swiping a little bit too hard. Oh, no. But it's the longer swipes you do, the more damage you do as well. So, and I'm trying to go fast. But... <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like, like busy like London commute tube like everyone's like shoulder to shoulder and you're just like come on fucking <laughs> what is going on and everyone's like please move away I mean, from the strange man fortunately enough in uh, your leather <laughs> matrix trench coat fortunately enough for my fellow commuters that is now over I got the platinum trophy on it last night nice. so oh, that breathing Mr. a sigh of relief so like severed is done and now I feel like maybe the Vita might be retired again now for, for is, now but are you now severing the Vita oh. yeah. well, unless there's some I've got nice. I've got Dare the Tentacle to play on it which I really want to play on it but I'm saving it up for a big flight or a trip or something but what's I actually just, what is the battery life like on the Vita because the Switch battery life is only like three hours for Breath of the Wild isn't it and like maybe like, um, I think it, it's I think it's more like five to six. Like Wait, I don't know. I've never done a test. Double, but it, it always it's on a competition, Alicia. <laughs> so I'll use it to and from work, <laughs> and I feel like I've almost still got a full battery by the time I get home. So there's about two hours of playing there. So it does last a long time. But everyone should play Severed. No. I feel like no, like, it came out quite a while ago, and I feel like I heard about it at the time, but because it was on Vita, I just sort of it skipped me by. You vetoed it. But no, that's like oh, what's happening. Can you stop with the puns, please? I feel like the fact that it's on PS Plus is most like if you've got a VR, you owe it to yourself to play Seven. Yeah, so if please. it's a free game, I think I feel like we'll be speaking to a lot of people who have retired PS Vitas as well. Yeah. So this would be like a good way get them out of retirement. If you don't have a Switch, yeah, if you're jealous of the Switch, back, then get your Vita out. Bring it back. Start a new community and then make all the Switch players jealous. Yeah. Yeah, because I have I have a um, I have a Vita as well, but the only game I've ever played on it because someone gave it to me. Yeah, uh, I've only ever played that Golden Abyss, Uncharted Golden yeah. Abyss game, which apparently is not very good. There's, I it was there is 
Don't like worry. that's an enviable position because yeah. there is a ton of good Vita games to play. My unfortunate position is that all the ones I want to play, I've played already. So now right. it just sits there gathering dust, unfortunately. And I'm a commuter, so I should. Got to have someone to put your dust. Organization yeah. is key. I should be the prime person <laughs> to want to play a Vita, but there's just not enough games for it anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But there are, there has already been a lot of Vita games already brought out in the market. Will one of them be on today's list? <gasps> When we play Boss Key Word Countdown. Dale, cue the jingle. Boss Key. Boss Key. It's Boss Key. Boss Key. It's Boss Key. So as Mr. Murphy's not here once again, we are tweaking Keyword Countdown. <laughs> and instead of movies, it's going to be about video games. Yes. So I'm going to deliver to you two really eight excited. clues. Oh. And you have to guess which game I'm talking about from these uh, clues and to see which one of you can guess who first. is the current roundup of the game. Who is the current champ of how Boss many, yeah. Key Camp? Yeah, I think it's, it's only you guys that have played, right? So that means I'm the current champ, So you're the champ, right? You knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing when you asked me. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, choke, choke ch before we start. Choked down. on my victory. <laughs> <laughs> choked on your humble pie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are we ready for game number one? Born ready. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Dun, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Clue number one. Oh my God! Artificial intelligence. Uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect three. Mass Effect two. One gun. One gun. Oh God. Artificial yeah. intelligence. Deus Ex. I'll be impressed if someone gets it from this. Narbacular drop. What? <laughs> what? Uh, Narbacular drop. You're just saying vowels. Famous cube. Oh, Portal! Portal. Oh my god. That was Alicia first. Uh, well done, Alicia. <laughs> I was going to say companion cube, but that's basically yeah. on the nose. Yep. So you got that in four. I'll take that. Well done, I'll take well that. done. Three, four, five. That's five points for Alicia. The rest of the clues were cake, genetic life form and disc operating system, nice. which is GLaDOS, scientific laboratory, and eight portals. So, <laughs> I, I always find it really funny to make the, the last clue yeah. just insanely, insanely obvious. obvious. So, Alicia, you are taking the lead right now uh, with five points. Could this be the upset we've all been waiting for? Could this be, could this be I'm actually good at a keyword game? I, I, I do uh, choose from a variety of games, mm. wide variety of games. Um, Dale, that was such evil. You just gave me. <laughs> I'm really squinty eyed. I can't see <laughs> your mouth because you were like behind the mic, so I could just see. You don't want to see Wild's mouth until you see If you see that in slow motion, it was like, Porta Portal. It was like, honestly, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> game number two. First person adventure game. Uh, Uncharted. Lara Croft. Tomb Raider. Skyrim. Missing persons. Oh, God. Fahrenheit. Um. Uh, oh, first person. Virginia. Walkie talkie. Oh, Firewatch. Yeah. Oh, yes. well done. Well done. Good shout. That good was shout. very good, that Dale. Was really good. One, Back two, on three, four. four mm. five, six points to Dale. Man, I made a Did you enjoy that lead? this time. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the clues were skinny dipping, exploring a forest, watchtower, fire, and forest fire. You should have had the last one as watch. Watching <laughs> fire. Watching fire. Have you guys ever skinny dipped before? 
Uh, no, no, I haven't. No, that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Wait, yeah. did you do I it feel in like Firewatch, that's like in the game having sex like, with the world. Firewatch. He sees having sex. With he doesn't do like, it in Firewatch, does he? <laughs> Mother you, Nature shall not be penetrated. Right. When you have a bath, do you just freak sex out? Sex with the bath? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I haven't had a bath in like ages. What? I'm a, lot. I'm a shower man. Oh, okay. Shower washed. All right, game numero tres. <clears throat> First clue. Shooter game. Call of Duty, Halo. Battlefields. Uh, Outer God. Space. Ma Mass Effect. Oh, uh, God. Dead Space. Uh, Japanese. Oh, God, oh. I'm screwed. Um, wait, go for the first one again, sorry. Shooter game, Outer Space, Japanese, Alien Invasion. Shit. Ja oh. Japanese is throw me. Yeah, Japanese is throw me as well. Shoot through own shield. Overwatch. I oh, know it's not. Horizontal movement. What? Uh, um, Arcade game. Oh, God, it's oh, something like that as well. Why? Uh, the final clue Invaders from Space. Space Invaders! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I did not think it was going to go down to that, that last one. I was thinking, like, too modern. Like, we should have really gone back for that one. Yeah. He did Pac Man last time as well. I should have known better. So that's Alicia. You're now on six. It is six six. <gasps> oh how, how, no, it's how not. She that? got five in the first one, didn't she? Yeah. Oh no, she you got, got one. one. Oh, she got one point in the very last one. She got Space Invaders from Invaders from Space. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get it. No. I'm still going. What You're is like, this? It's not Mass Effect. I, I don't know. <laughs> one of these is going to be Mass Effect. I can feel it. <laughs> So it's it's neck and just neck now. Yell Mass Effect while he's saying the first clue. Just don't if it is a Mass Effect, it's got to be the specific Mass Effect. Though. Ooh, this is a good one. These last two are are, are good, very obscure games, but very good modest games. of you to say that. Games. I, 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 this is a great quiz. <laughs> um, clue number one: Angry Crabs. Mass one. I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Angry Crabs. Angry Crabs. Uh, oh God. Um, uh, 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 old photo book. I could just uh, think of uh, Last of Us. Uh, no, I'm just thinking uh, of Death Stranding from Angry Crabs. Becoming skinnier. What? Grand Theft Auto. Swinging uh, like Indiana Jones. Pitfall. Is it called Pitfall? No. Um, Angry Crabs. Uncharted. Tiny protagonist. <gasps> Rayman. Um, oh God. Swinging like Indiana Jones. Oh my God. Toxic waste. Oh my god, I feel like I Crash should Bandicoot. know this. Uh, what? Oh my god. Red yarn. Oh yarn, uh, Unravel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still went to call it a Yarny. <laughs> to this day, I can't not think that game's called Yarny. Uh, Lizia, you just like make five different facial expressions in a millisecond. <laughs> that was insane. Swinging like Indiana Jones. Yeah, on the on the. I mean, it's just swinging, that's better. I was just going to write swinging, though. <laughs> the thing that I like about boss keyword countdown compared to keyword countdown is we really. Is that you know them? No, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I like. Oh, I'm done you. I'm absolutely done you. No, I like the fact that we get an insight into Rory's mind as well because, yeah, yeah. because Gab just gets the keywords from IMDb, whereas you have to actually write these. It's, it's honestly, I always underestimate how tough and how long it actually takes to make yeah. these. Because, yeah, I can't just pick from a list, I've got to kind of make my own up. Uh, this one, I am so excited about this one. Is this the last one? This is the last <laughs> one. What we so at? the score is Alicia, six, and Dale, eight. Ooh. So there's two points okay. in it. I can claw this back. This is a tough one, but both of you will know this game. And it's, it's a very difficult one. I've deliberately okay. placed misleading clues. Oh, <clears throat> God damn. 
Okay. Clue number one. Play as animals. Okay. Um, Viva Pinata. Destructible environment. Imaginators, whatever it's called. Skylanders. Um, Red Faction. Gorilla. Players drowning. The Sims. Watchdogs. Oh. Cartoon style graphics. Oh, God damn. Mm. Crash Bandicoot. Explosive fruit. Explosive fruit? Ah, uh, that just makes me think of Crash Zelda, Mario. Oh, I don't know. Turn based game. Final Fantasy. Um, I do not know. <laughs> Holy hand grenade. Monty Python! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, what is this? Oh my god. I have no idea. I'll, I'll go through one more time because the last one is going to be basically yeah. Uh, play as animals, destructible environment, players drowning, cartoon style graphics, explosive fruit, a turn based game, holy hand grenade. See, I would have thought it was racing until you said turn based game. It's not racing. Um, this is completely lots of weapons, lots me of for guns and weapons. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. Nope. Um, that would have been a good one, though. Yeah. All right, five seconds till countdown. Okay. Five. You just got to okay. say the last Four. one. We got to see okay. three. Okay. Either way, two. Oh my god. One. <laughs> Player controls worms. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, Dale. <laughs> if there's any consolation, even if you'd have got worms, I still would have won. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Would have been close, though. Yeah. Would have been close. It was a close one, definitely. You're Final right. when, when you said animals, I was thinking of animals. I did yeah. have to check. They are referred to as invertebrate animals. So, yeah, but that was a little bit misleading. Insect, not a <laughs> <laughs> so, final score: Alicia six, Dale eight. You're Yay. on a winning streak now. Well done, second Dale. time Thank in you. a row. Thank you. Congratulations, congratulations. That was very well deserved. All right, moving on to reader feedback. Mm. Who's got number one? I've got number one. This is from David Franklin saying, "Hi everyone, love the show. Just thought I'd chime in on two cinema experiences. One food, one idiot related. Don't worry, these ones are real." You asked about smuggling things into the cinema. I went to a showing of Congo way back and the screen was pretty empty. That was way back. <laughs> it was quite a while back. <laughs> a guy decided of all the empty seats to sit in, he'd sit in the one next to me. Why? Why do people do that? Yeah. Anyway, as the film titles began rolling, he produced a tub of cottage cheese from his bag and peeled the top. Without a blink, he used his bare hand to begin uh. scooping it into his mouth. No joke. That happened. Wait, scooping what? Cottage cheese. As, as, uh, <laughs> Your as, face is amazing. As David Franklin said, cottage cheese. Cottage fucking cheese. Oh my God. Not amused. A different story that also had me switching seats. This guy, it's like musical chairs at the cinema. I'd gone to see 13 Assassins and there were two guys to the left of me who were clearly having a great time with the movie. I don't have a problem with that, but they were talking all <laughs> over it. I know it was subtitled, but still it grated badly. About After about half the movie, I was done with it. I got up and moved a few rows back. At the end of the movie, as the credits rolled, one of the guys came over and apologised if they ruined the movie for me. That was nice. Yeah. I told him not to worry at all, as I could tell they were having fun. That was also very nice. We'd both enjoyed it and chatted for a moment. All good. He left the screening with his mates. On the way out, I went to the gents. In there, I hear the other guy stating that I was a fucking see you next Tuesday for complaining. Oh. <laughs> he didn't even complain, though. I know. He just moved. I know. Had I complained, is what David Franklin says. No, so I went Gav Murphy on him, giving him a string of what and I hoped. punched him in the dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight to the balls. Yeah, the end. 
Oh my God, is that the end of the story? Uh, Well, no, I mean, it says, so I went Gav Murphy on him, giving him a string of what I hope were carefully crafted expletives telling him exactly what I thought of his piece of shit face. Good for you, bro. Good for you. Well done, David Franklin, for standing up. We don't tolerate... That guy slagging him off behind his back in the toilets as well. I think it was the other guy that... Because it was two of them, right? It seemed like the other guy that... So they'd have a really, really nice, oh, it's all right, old bean, no worries. Oh, sorry if we... Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy went into the bathrooms and was like, it's bloody ass. I just don't get what goes through people's mind. I know he says like, oh, they were having fun, so it's all right. It's not all right. Yeah. I don't think it's all right. Like, I think he's just trying to be You nice can have fun it. by watching the film. Like, yeah. you don't need, have a conversation afterwards. You don't need to be talking. Yeah, even the, you know, saying, oh, I know it was subtitled, but still it grated badly. Subtitles don't exist, so you can chat over the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, What's David Pointless, is a yeah. very nice gentleman. Like, he very is nice. very, like... Mm accepting yeah, of other people being definitely. a twat. Well done. Well done. Well done, to you. Well done David. Uh, I've got the next piece. This is from Drew Toynbee. Is that a real name? We'll never know. Um, Drew writes in saying, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons about a year ago at my reunion of sorts with some school friends. What we found was that while it is absolutely a group of uh, people sat around a table pretending to be wizards and elves, it is as much Uh, an exercise in frequently hilarious group storytelling, verging on some sort of immersive improvised theater. When you combine that with the fact that you are essentially using systems and concepts uh, that modern video game RPGs are built around, I can't understand why more people, particularly those in IGN's target audience, don't try it, or if they do, why isn't there very much discussion around it? Mm. So my question is, have any of you on the podcast this week ever tried or considered trying a tabletop RPG? Yeah, I'm playing one right now. Oh, really? I'm literally playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I meet like every two weeks with a group of mates, and we've like themed it around uh, like ancient Greek mythology. It's so much fun, and one of the guys has literally drawn out a map of our world, and we play on top. And, like it's oh amazing. Gosh. It's so much fun, um, and it, and it is interesting about how saying that a lot of people aren't talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, why aren't people talking about it? Well, like. I kind of say people are really starting to. They're really coming back into fashion. I think Ready Player One and like, we've got more of a fascination hmm. through pop culture with Stranger D&D. Things. Game Stranger yeah. Things. I think like party games as well. Like group party games are really yeah. like becoming more of a popular thing. Like adult party games. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like it's about sex. That's no, not what I'm talking no. about. But I, th- I think in particular, like uh, tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons are, you know, we play it always in a pub and, oh, so we did it, we, we literally, we did it the day before yesterday. We're in this pub uh, in Soho and we were sat by the door and like we were halfway through a campaign, we were fighting a minotaur and uh, this guy walks past with his mate and he was in like a full on suit Here we and go. like, he just walks past and I'd met him at the bar because I'd been ordering a drink and he ordered some pork scratchings and had been like, oh, I don't know why I'm ordering pork scratchings. And I was like, mate, pork scratchings, awesome. pork scratchings are the best they're unless horrible. you get a nipple. And then he was yeah. like, oh, that's a really fair point. Well, you know, especially if you get hair. And I was like, yeah, what if you get like nipple and hair? And then I was having a chat about nipple hair with a stranger. I thought he was a real stand up guy to have that kind of conversation <laughs> like on the fly. Turned out to be a massive ass. He walked past us and was just like, "Oh, are you playing a uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Who's who's the wizard?" And was just like, you know, well, like he was clearly that guy at school who was just like, "Oh, nerd, flush them yeah. down." He went all like second year on us. It was yeah. really horrible. That's a shame. I know. I haven't. I haven't played. Um 
Dungeons and Dragons purely just because I don't have any friends to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So I'm not going to do before. But I went to visit my uh, brother-in-law last year, just before Christmas, who lives out in LA uh, with my actual brother. And he had this game, it was called Drinking Quest. Mm. And it's basically Dungeons and Dragons, except the whole thing revolves around drinking as well. So it's like a tabletop RPG adventure, but you have to go out and take drinks as punishments. And right, like, yeah. there's cards where you're like, you go to taverns basically all over the world and like drink with all these creatures That's and stuff. Cool. And like, we were all a bit skeptical starting it out because they're always you know when you start it's kind of like this everyone's a bit shy and yeah. you're like i don't want to get oh, yeah, into it definitely. like too much yeah hard cut three hours in <laughs> pissed off our tits like i'm on the table screaming that i'm like the best chug locks in oh, like Antulia. like it is so much fun and there's something about i don't know what it is like that level of because i think that's quite on the high spectrum of nerdiness oh like yeah Dragon. it's not in a derogatory sense but there's something about like being at a table with all your friends, like having some drinks and you're like locked in a battle, you're like rolling dice, like yeah. jotting down numbers. It's so nerdy, but it yeah. is so it's much so fun. It's so nerdy, but it's amazing. And it's more just like, I have such respect for, so our dungeon master is my friend Dan. And like, I have such respect for him. Cause like- Oh, dungeon master Dan? My dungeon master Dan. Good <laughs> <laughs> old Dan. D&D. D&D playing D&D. But he, um, like he's obviously, he's come up with an overarching storyline, mm-hmm. but then there are times when like we will, we will genuinely push the boundaries of it. So like, we'll come up with some random stupid idea and he has to on the fly work out whether that's possible or not. So um, say if like we're in a battle or something and I were on a, like we were on a pirate ship at one point and my character's a rogue. So I like came up with this move where I was like, okay, so I'm gonna like leap up one side of the sail and then like use that and do a backflip straight down off onto this harpy who's floating above. And he's kind of like, so he has to work out the probability of that. So he's like, okay, roll a dexterity. And then depending on the roll, he has to work out how high I need to roll. Oh my God. For like, and then the damage that's done to the harpy. But he's got to do that within like the space of like two seconds, because otherwise it stalls the progress of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to be super creative and super logical. Like it's a really, really hard thing to do, but it's so good when you do it right. I did it a little bit, like the second time I played through Drinking Quest, because I did it then again after I had such a blast. I did it again with my uni friends, and it's the same cards. And basically in Drinking Quest, it, it's like, I don't really know about Dungeon Dragons, but it's like turn-based, like take it in yeah, turns. Yeah, it's the same in um, So then like, because the, the cards that are played are random, it's up to like me as the narrator to link them together, like link the journey together. So at the end, you kind of have the same goal, but you've done it in a completely different way. So it's fun. So like the first quest you go on, someone in your group might have done really well and they're like rich and they were the hero that beat the dragon. Yeah. And everyone's like, great, great job. And then just because of the cards, like we had someone the second time went round who beat a dragon. And then the next time, like became an alcoholic, lost all their money, <laughs> oh my God. like strangled a seagull to death. Like what? just was like completely useless. And then like, you're just, com- that's funny. Cause then you just take the piss out of them the whole time. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, you can like, we were like throwing around insults based on people's classes and stuff. It was great. It was Sounds really, really fun. fun. So good. I'd love yeah. to play that. Can we get that in the office? Oh, I should totally bring it into I'd the really office. be up for that. Yeah, it's really good. It's intense though. Very intense. Lots of drinking. But oh, if you're up for it, amazing. I'm well drink up away. That. Sounds awesome. Uh, thank you for your email, Drew. We love it. Oh, uh, P.S. Here we go. Oh, P.S. I'm getting married this Saturday, the 18th of March, and we'll be doing uh, a lot of driving on the honeymoon. So if you do read this out loud, please tell my wife, Emily, that I love her very much and that I'm really grateful she lets me listen to gaming podcasts in the car with her. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh. Happy wedding day, guys. That's like, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Emily, you got yourself a winner. What could what <laughs> can we a great guy. Oh, what can I say about Drew? I remember when I first oh, met Drew. Drewy, Drewy, Drew. I remember when I first Dungeons met Drew. Dungeons and Dragons Jew. What I can say about Drew is he has great use of punctuation. I'm seeing an exclamation mark. I'm seeing a colon. There's a brackets parenthesis. Like, what a guy. What are we coming up guy. with his character based on his email? <laughs> <laughs> Emily, Emily, I really thought things were going to work out with Drew and his first girlfriend uh, till he overinflated her. Hey. So I'm doing like best man speech thing because oh obviously Drew God. wanted me to, to be the best man. I, I like I Drew because he has a Gmail account as opposed yeah. to a Hotmail account. I think Gmail is a very it's reputable a email account. Yeah, you can link that. To He's like a decisive his... gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, look, happy, happy wedding, happy um, honeymoon. I hope Definitely. you guys have a great time. And thanks for running into the podcast. Yeah, I think we got one more email yep. for today. So this is from Dan Brooks. He says, Hi, I've recently finished Assassin's Creed Unity and left Arno on his balcony overlooking Paris. <gasps> I love this email. It reminded me how I always like to leave my characters in a happy place when I've finished playing a game. Other examples include leaving my Skyrim character to but. Tiberius? Tiberius at his home in Whiterun, sat by the fire with his wife Lydia, and how leaving Marsden at his family home in Red Dead. As far as I can remember, I've always done this. Leaving Link at Lon Lon Ranch in Ocarina of Time is the earliest I can remember. Do you have do you have any traditions when it comes to the end of a long journey with a character? Keep up the great work, Dan. That's really interesting. That's a I've never thought of doing that with Isn't a character. That's so that's cool. Lovely. Yeah. That's such a sweet little It's never once, yeah, like you said, never yeah. occurred to me. It's always like when I feel like I'm done with the game, just switch off just no switch matter where off. they yeah. are. But that's but that's such a fair, like that's having a real <laughs> emotional attachment to this character that you've just adventured for like, I don't know hours and hours and hours to yeah. then be like I'm just going to leave them in a nice place like you did with your toys when you were a kid and you'd be like you felt like if you came back to them sometimes they'd be like only applies to like open world games though and stuff doesn't it really like yeah. you can do it with like Resident Evil like you finish the game you finish your game you know you don't. Yeah, leave true. Mario and World 1-1 you know, <laughs> just out like of respect re- start yeah. again just get yeah. to the, the yeah. nicest place the friendliest place for yeah. them yeah. Um, no I can't say I've done that but like I have been playing through games like especially when I was younger and I would kind of do things in the sequence that I thought the character would like oh, really? so I'd be like ah. it, so for example when I was playing Ocarina of Time I'd maybe like do a couple missions uh, sorry, do a couple of temples. And then I'd be like, you know what? I bet Link's feeling kind of homesick. Like, I should go back to Kokiri Forest oh for a while God. and, like, talk Aww. to the rest of the guys. So I would, like, go back and, like, talk to people. So I, I kind of did it in that sense. Yeah. But, um, no, I haven't done it recently. But now I absolutely am. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds great. It is interesting, isn't it? How, like, I'll often, if you're playing a game and you can control the character while, like, a cutscene's going on or yeah. something, like... I'll act as the character in that scene. So I won't have them like run around the room. I'll like have them, if a character's talking, you know when you're like walking and escorting someone while they're talking yeah, to you yeah. or something? I, I won't run ahead. I'll like walk behind oh my God. and do like a, I'll like really try and keep them like together. You actually like, like try and make it cinematic. Straight. Like yeah, really yeah. make it cinematic and like realistic. So like that a person who you're walking with isn't going to be like, God, you know, this person's such a chump just running ahead. Like, I'm like, listening I'm like teabagging his ankle, uh, oh, yeah, like hitting say, pedestrians as I walk past. I was going to say, we're like, so opposite. Me, I try and break the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can I get it so he's looking in a weird direction and just like be climbing Turning over furniture and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, so I don't think any of us have done it but it's a very sweet idea yeah, yeah. I think so That's thank it. you so much for writing into the podcast we will be back next week mm-hmm. and once again happy St. Patrick's Day Woo. see you later bye, bye.